Welcome back. You are listening to Nate the Hate on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. And if you have, be sure to ring that notification bell in the upper right-hand corner so you're notified each time a brand new episode goes live on YouTube. And today's episode is dedicated to Shamsa, whom generously donated $100 to support the channel. If you'd like to support the channel, we have a Streamlabs link in the description below. Donate any dollar amount, ask a question, and we will answer it at the end of the episode. Donate $100 or more, and we will dedicate the episode to you. This episode is once again dedicated to Shamsa. And I'd like to welcome my co-host, Modern Vintage Gamer. What's going on, Nate? It's great to be here, and we're right in the middle of E3 season, even though there's no E3 anymore. Correct. I guess it's the Summer Game Fest season. Summer Game Fest, yes. Yeah, the Jeff Keighley season, Jeff Keighley hunting season. <laughs> and I mean, he just had his presentation, which I've seen a bit of a mixed reaction from some people. I think overall the show was strong in terms of content. I think the pacing could be worked on. It's kind of a situation where less is more. But we had The Last of Us Part 1 remake announced at it. We also saw a gameplay demonstration from the Callisto Protocol, which absolutely looks fantastic. Great Got the release date for Shredder's Revenge. Yes. Oh, cool. oh, we have to address the elephant in the room about Shredder's Revenge. Can we talk about <laughs> it real quick? Yes, we can. So yes, we can. Skatittles, who is a longtime <laughs> listener of the show, um, made a bet with me about Shredder's Revenge coming to Game Pass day one. I said it would not happen. He said it would, and if he won the bet, that he would be a guest on the show. So rather other than me, you know, ribbing you on Twitter a little bit and sending you memes, skatittles, we will honor that bet and we will have you on the show. And uh yeah, we'll we'll reach out to you and, and get you on. Yes, we do honor our bets here. And if you go back to the episode. I urged MVG to reconsider, but he was confident. He told me, no way will should've, it be on Game Pass. You should have pressed the mute button. Nate, you didn't. I should have edited that part out. <laughs> An error on my end. <laughs> but yes, we will have Skatittles on the show in the future due to MVG's ill-advised wager. Oh. Never, <laughs> never bet against Game Pass. Never bet against Game Pass is good advice, and it's quite apt for today's discussion, which is predictions for the upcoming Xbox showcase, or let me correct myself, the Xbox and Bethesda showcase, which will be airing this weekend. And this is an event that it's going to be very difficult to give predictions to because Microsoft is a wild card this year. They have so many games that are on the roadmap, but they are without mile markers. There are numerous games rumored with code names out there and details about them, but we don't know when they are coming out or we have vague years, be it 2023, 2024, even some as late as 2025. And that's when you try to consolidate into a single prediction episode. It can be quite daunting when you have 30 plus studios that are now under the Xbox Game Studio umbrella. And a lot of them have yet to release brand new projects. So we're going to do our best to give our predictions of what we anticipate at the show. And, you know, I'm feeling confident in some of these predictions. I think 
overall, Microsoft is going to have a impressive showing. So before we get into the predictions, let's just give a general overview of how we feel about the show that Microsoft may present to us. I think it's going to be strong. I think it's going to show a bright future for the Xbox brand. I know 2022 so far has been desolate in terms of first-party releases, but I think Microsoft is about to show us that little glimmer into the future of why the Xbox brand is going to hit 2023 running. And once it starts its sprint, it's not going to slow down. Yes, I I agree with you. I think... It's a difficult show to predict, as you said, because there's just so many things in development right now. Microsoft have a lot of studios and there's a lot of things going on, a lot of irons in the fire, if you will. But they will definitely give us a taste of what is, I'll say, imminent in the next 12 months and beyond that. And I think Microsoft will put on a pretty good show. Now, I said last year after their show that they probably had one of their best ones ever. Last year was a great show. It really put Microsoft back on the map as far as showcases and the Xbox brand, especially after the misfire we had with the Xbox One. And look, last year they had, you know, it was Halo Infinite and Forza Horizon 5 and Psychonauts and Flight Simulator. It was a, it was a very, very strong show. I think this year could get to those levels of, 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 you know, greatness as well. But I also, I wonder, Nate, because this is the part of me that wonders, you know, ex- what exactly is, uh, is you know, the lineup going to look like for the show? Are Microsoft going to basically just show all their cards that they have and really just get you really hyped up about Xbox? Or are they going to just, you know, Open up, open up the curtain a little bit, and and show us maybe, you know, a quarter or a half of of what's going on with their mm-hmm. games, and, and that's the real hard part to to really pin down. What are they going to give us at the show? We know that there's some things that are probably a, a lock for the show, which, which we're going to talk about. But look, I'm excited about th- this event. I think out of out of the three Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft, this one is the most interesting by by far. Yeah, it is definitely by far the most interesting of the three. And it's because, as you said, we know Microsoft has great potential that they could bring to this showcase. It's just a question of will they bring it? Yes. And like I phrase it that way because we know Microsoft plays very favorably with Jeff Keighley and the Game Awards. Since the Xbox Series X reveal, Microsoft has had a prominent presence at the Game Awards And Microsoft also used to host their own event called XO. And we never really know if Microsoft is going to revive that in any given calendar year. So they always have this ample amount of opportunity where they could showcase games at another venue. And even this year, just a few days after the showcase, Microsoft is going to have extended looks, new demos, and potentially even additional announcements for the Xbox brand and Bethesda games. So what we don't see on Sunday could potentially be shown just a few days later at this secondary event. Right. So don't come after us on Twitter after Sunday if we miss something, because we may catch it on the next go around. But yeah, I mean, Microsoft really has that potential to have a monumental showing in the next few days. Yeah. 
And as an Xbox fan, I'm looking forward to what Microsoft has to show us across these two events. Yes. And, you know, I can't wait. So let's get into some of our predictions of what Microsoft may have planned at the showcase this coming weekend. And we're going to start with third party. And let's get to the big one. This has been something that's been discussed and tossed around in various forms. One reason being that the title was recently removed from the console exclusive portion of the PlayStation Store. And the game I am referring to is Final Fantasy VII Remake Part 1. This is a game that technically there is no reason it cannot come to Xbox. The game's exclusive clause with Sony and the PlayStation has expired, but I still don't expect to see it come to Xbox. I will go as far as to say, no, this will not be announced for the Xbox or Game Pass this week or potentially ever. I am going to agree with you, Nate. Even though our good friend Randall Thor, the man with a million insider, Mm -hmm. has predicted this is going to happen. And I know we're just we're just joking around, by the way, that you're an insider. <laughs> I don't see Final Fantasy VII Remake being at an Xbox event, and I don't see it happening on Game Pass. Probably ever, Nate. I, I agree with you. Will it will it come to Xbox one day? Maybe. Um, but beyond that, I don't see FF7 Remake at this show, no. Yeah, I just I feel as though if it were it would have been announced for the brand already. I believe the exclusive clause expired back in December. And the only other exclusive that is being held on Final Fantasy VII Remake at this time is the Xbox Game Store deal. And all that is preventing is it coming to Steam. And even that deal, I believe, expires sometime this month. Right. So if we do hear anything about Final Fantasy VII Remake in the month of June, it will likely be that it's coming to Steam. But beyond that, I just don't see anything else relating to Final Fantasy VII Remake. And I just wanted to bring that one up because it has been going around. There has been rumors that it could potentially happen. As you mentioned with Rand, I know his prediction and speculation kind of found their way in headlines as though he was heavily implying this, as though he had knowledge. And even though he reiterated that it was just a prediction and it was just a fun prediction, people still took it to mean more than it is. But... Yeah, I just don't see Final Fantasy VII Remake coming to the Xbox or Game Pass. Yeah, and just on that real quick, when would Square find the time to prepare an Xbox build anyway? This is not something that... I think I think a game, the caliber of Final Fantasy VII Remake, and what I mean by that is the actual size of the game, it's a, it's a massive game. comes on mm-hmm. two Blu-ray discs, if I'm not mistaken, on the PlayStation. Yes. yes. Preparing a, a game for Xbox, getting the game ported to Xbox is not a small thing. And it's something that Square would have had to have started probably at least 18 months ago, maybe even longer. So for this to be the case, you know, they would have had to have been working on this behind the scenes for quite some time. And if that were true, then we probably would have heard rumblings about an Xbox build out there or some some, some leak or some insider information about an Xbox build that was running FF7 remake, you know, was was leaked somewhere, some screenshot or something, you know, but we, we haven't seen anything. We've heard nothing about it. So yeah, I, I agree. Um, it's probably something that's not going to happen. 
Yeah, the only potential Final Fantasy game I think maybe we get some form of an update on in regards to an Xbox version is Final Fantasy 14. That yeah. was something that had been announced for the Xbox and then just quietly disappeared. And maybe maybe it's time we finally get an update on that because it's been a long time since we've heard anything about those intentions. But one third-party game I think has the potential of showing up at the Xbox event is Street Fighter VI. And this might be one of those games that people scratch their head at and say, why? We saw it at Sony State of Play. We just saw it at Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest. And we know the Capcom event is the day following the Xbox Showcase. But it feels as though each time the game has been shown now, we've gotten character reveals. And I think there's the possibility that Microsoft will have a new character reveal for Street Fighter VI at their event and keep that hype and momentum on the side of Street Fighter VI moving forward. Yep, I could see it. The question is, what character do you think that would reveal at, a, at an Xbox show? That is a great question. I mean, I know the character roster has it accidentally leaked due to Capcom's original showing in the state of play. You could see some of the characters in the online lobby and such. But, I mean, you just you just saw Guile be revealed at Summer Game Fest. So, I mean, there's really a plethora of options that they could take from the roster that they could headline. I mean, yeah. Maybe you show E-Honda. Yeah, E-Honda would be a good pick. And I think E-Honda would be a great reveal at an Xbox event as well. I could see that. I mean... So, I mean, there's also the chance that, you know, Street Fighter 6 isn't there, but it just feels as though they, Capcom wants this game to get a lot of presence. And I think it'd just be a nice way for, you know, Xbox to show the fighting game community, hey, we're here too. We have Street Fighter this time. Here's a new character reveal. And everything with Street Fighter 6 up to this point has looked amazing. Yep. And I'm being a little selfish here. I just want to see more of the game. Oh, yeah. No, I I, th- I think your prediction makes a lot of sense. You know, this is a a game that runs on different platforms. It's not exclusive to to PlayStation anymore, like the previous game was. And yeah, I mean, I can definitely see Capcom's you know throwing some money around, getting the Street Fighter name um, on as many events as they can, doing a character reveal per event to really get the buy-in from the fans, you know, the fans that that loved Street Fighter 4 but kind of fell off on Street Fighter 5 because it had a, such a really shaky launch and in many ways it never really recovered. It certainly didn't get the heights of Street Fighter 4, which people really liked. So, you know, I think Capcom does need to do some work to get fans back onto Street Fighter. What we've seen so far is is excellent as far as their marketing. So, yeah. Having having the Street Fighter character reveal at an Xbox show, it, it, that works. That fits. And and I, I'd i be surprised if we didn't see anything from, from Street Fighter 6 at the Xbox event. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a game that has been rumored for several months now, and it's from FromSoft, famed developers of this year's likely game of the year, Elden Ring. And I'm talking Armored Core. Ooh. Now, you may say, well, FromSoft doesn't really feel like a good fit for a Microsoft event. And I will point you to 
the Microsoft event where they showed the first trailer for Elden Ring. So there is some relationship there. And if I want to go back in history, I can go all the way back to, you know what I'm talking about, MVG. <laughs> what is that original Xbox game from FromSoft that was recently added to backwards compatibility? A Toji. Yes. Yes. So there is a relationship here between these two companies. And I think it would be a great get for Microsoft to show FromSoft's new take on Armored Core. Yeah, I see it. Armored Core would be a a good announcement. You know, the FromSoft logo lights up on, on a trailer at the start. People get excited. Look, Armored Core is definitely not Elden Ring. But it's it's something <laughs> that I think would uh, would be a pretty big deal at, at at this event, and you know, you know, we've heard about Armored Core in development, and uh, yeah, I think I think Xbox is uh, is a good place for it. And it's been a long time since the last Armored Core game was released. I think it was a, almost close to a decade ago. Yeah, and, like twenty twelve. Yeah, and FromSoft is a much different company now than they were then. So I am excited to see if the rumors are true with Armored Core and to see the direction that FromSoft could now take the franchise. It was always theirs. And I was a big fan of the Armored Core games back in the day on like the original PlayStation. Yep. And I would, I'm also a fan of mech games. Mm -hmm. So I would love for this to happen. But outside of these third-party predictions, there weren't really any other third-party things I could think of from major publishers because, you know, we covered Square, Capcom, you know, FromSoft, which I guess in this situation would also be a Bandai Namco situation. But titles from like Ubisoft, maybe we see Skull and Bones from Ubisoft here. But Overall, I think Microsoft Show is going to be heavily first-party focused. Yep. We're going to have all those games that we mentioned earlier from Xbox Game Studios. And I want to start with an exciting one. And we're going to start with Rare, because Rare has been in headlines again due to achievement leaks for a nostalgic title of the past for anyone who owned a Nintendo 64. And I'm referring to Goldeneye. Oh, dear. <laughs> this is a hard one to predict. We all expect Goldeneye to be at the show on, on Sunday because of the achievement leak. But is it going to be there? I mean, it, it, it could <laughs> very easily be released in August for the anniversary of the movie. It could yes. very easily be Nintendo that announces the game on NSO and then Microsoft follows suit with, with their version. Mm -hmm. we, we don't know other than, you know, achievements. But achievements doesn't mean an imminent, you know, shadow drop of a game or announcement of a game on a showcase. It, it could mean anything. But with all that said, Nate, something is definitely happening with GoldenEye. We, we suspect... Maybe there is an announcement, but I'm going to put it to you since you put me on the spot last time. Do you think Goldeneye <laughs> is at this showcase? My heart says yes. My gut says no. And 
my gut says no because as you mentioned the anniversary is in august i don't view this as a major release or even a major reveal and i know people are going to say what are you talking about goldeneye online that's a huge release and it is big and it's in a vacuum yeah i love goldeneye and I just don't know if that's really the type of game that you would make a headliner at this type of showcase. It feels as though it can be something that is held off later in the year, as you mentioned, closer to the anniversary and still get recognition. Of course. I mean, could it be a shadow drop this Sunday? Easily. Of course that. I mean, yeah, that potential definitely exists. I just don't know if it is that likely. And that's where I'm split on this. I would love for it to be announced on Sunday. That way, you know, the conversation around it can stop of where is it? Is it still happening? Yes, it's still happening. It's just a question of when. And, you know, Sunday's as good a time as ever. But I am hesitant in believing that it will be there. I think it could potentially be held for a little later this summer. Yeah, I think you're right. It's definitely a thing, but it may not be a thing on Sunday. And you know, there's there's a there's many reasons why it, it may not may not turn up on Sunday for me. Um, you know, it's this is a this is a very difficult one to to predict as far as when we'll see it. We'll be back after a quick break. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomized genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes it doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. Yes, and the next one we're going to bring up, even though I have it under the Rare Games section, it's not going to be from Rare. The reason it's there is because it is a Rare IP, and. I expect or I predict that we're going to see the return, the revival of everyone's favorite bear and bird, <laughs> Banjo. <laughs> okay, so we need to talk about Banjo for a minute. <laughs> so Banjo, Banjo will be at this show and it will be announced. And this is why, Nate, because I have spoken to a lot of people and I want to say something. I'm not an insider. Like, I mean, I'm a, I'm a developer, and I, and, but I, sometimes I, I hear things. I was at GDC earlier this year, and there were some people that were talking about Banjo. Um, I've heard Banjos coming up from different people, you know, for months now that something's happening with Banjo. But what I can't tell you is what that is. Is it a entirely new Banjo game? Is it a collection of old Banjo games? Is it a nuts and bolts remake? I mean, I couldn't tell you what what this will be, <laughs> but I feel pretty strong that there will be a banjo announcement at this show because 
man, I just keep hearing about Banjo from 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 multiple people, and I feel like there's something happening here. Yeah, I think the only question, really, as you said, is going to be what form does Banjo come back in? Because when you look at the games like the Spyro Collection or even Crash Bandicoot, those collections sold exceptionally well. And I would love to see the first two Banjo games be given that type of treatment. It's a great way for Microsoft to introduce Banjo to a new audience. And, you know, keep that core structure that those games had. Give them a new coat of paint. Make them feel and look modern. And I think they would resonate well with the current gaming community. People want to return to that form of Banjo. And even though Banjo Nuts and Bolts I don't think it was a bad game. I think it was I think it was a good game at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I think reviving the first two games is a better direction than giving us a brand new take on the Banjo franchise. Yeah, plus I mean let's not forget it was 3 years ago now when Banjo was mm-hmm. show, what was announced for Super Smash Brothers or show, it showed up in Super Smash Brothers. Yes. So, you know, Microsoft is sitting on some, I don't want to say they're sitting on a gold mine, but they are definitely sitting on something that has value. And for them to not really do anything with Banjo for three years, it's a little bit of a misstep for me. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if if we don't see Banjo at this event, then I would say pack it up because we're not going to see Banjo at all ever after after this, right? But I do think I do think we will see something from Banjo at this show. And you're probably right. If they did end up remaking the first two games, that would certainly be um, very welcome, actually. Because look, the rare replay kind of remasters were were, were great versions of the game. They were definitely upresed and they they ran well. They had some really cool uh, enhancements, but. They could definitely take the game to the next level and really give it a 2020 um, fresh coat of paint with some some meaningful updates that that introduce not only the old school banjo fans back into the franchise, but more importantly, the people that that know banjo from Smash. And look, let's be honest, there are people that probably only know banjo from Smash Brothers that want to jump in and, and play a banjo game. So if if they can get that right, then I think mm-hmm. they're onto something here. Yeah, I mean, I would say if banjo doesn't show up at this event, I think we just have to wait a little longer. It may just not have been the proper venue for them to do it, or maybe the project just isn't far enough along that they feel comfortable announcing. Because we have seen Microsoft announce games years in advance, and then we're left waiting, wondering. True. But I, I think this is a good time, even if it's just a, puzzle piece spinning on screen and a logo that comes up and it just says banjo kazooie you know yep. returning in 2023 2024 even just the future right it gives people something to be hyped about and a benefit of having banjo come back to the xbox brand is that it has casual and mass appeal and that's something microsoft will want to capitalize on with game pass you want game pass on as many devices as possible so you want family friendly content that's banjo. Mm-hmm. Make it your make it your Mario. Yep. It, and it, yeah. you know, we know Rare has said countless times they do not want to make a new banjo game. So this would be from a studio that is not rare. It's also not going to be Double Fine. Double Fine has been asked to do this countless times, and they've gone to Twitter in very recent weeks to say, no, 
we want to do our own projects. So I'd love to see which company pitched this idea to Microsoft, got approved, and is bringing Banjo to the Xbox Series line of consoles. It's whoever software. it is. It's it software. It's it's software. <laughs> it tech. <laughs> And that would look that would look good. It'd be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I think I think Banjo has a really good shot of showing up at this event, and I think it will excite a lot of people. Yeah, I think so. And let's just take a temperature check right now. So, if we're getting Street Fighter Six, Armored Core, and Banjo, that's a that's that's a good start. Where so far, it's a good show. You know? Yes, that so is I, exceptional. I, I'm feeling pretty happy so far. I'm feeling good. And now we're going to get into the Xbox Game Studio side of predictions even deeper. And I'm going to start off this with Avowed. Avowed is a game I have seen some screenshots and some footage of. And I can't wait for people to see this game. I can't wait to see how people respond to this game. So let's let's stop and... And and talk about this for a minute. So there's been some news articles that there are guns in this game, Nate. Yes, there are guns. But and isn't Avowed supposed I, to be an Oblivion, Elder Scrolls style of game or a Skyrim style of game? Well, that's what the debut trailer would have had you think, wasn't it? I mean, we had skeletons on castles, flaming arrows. Yeah, flaming ar- arrows. Now, I've never played the series that Avowed is technically part of the universe of. I I believe it's Pillars of Eternity. And there are guns in that universe. So maybe those more familiar with that universe can will see the footage and say, you know, I kind of expected this or I'm just unfamiliar with it. So that's why the visual direction of the game surprised me. But it surprised me in a good way. It's not like it's not a cause of concern. Right. It's a cause of excitement. I think Avowed for me is is one of those games that could really steal the showcase and it has the potential to to really just take the show away and say this was this was easily the best of the show and I'm kind of excited to see more of it like and I think we will uh, mm-hmm. I think we'll get to know a lot more about what Avowed is all about we've seen that that same trailer over and over again you know for, for a while now so yeah i, I think um i mean if i was definitely at the show it's a lock for me and i think it will you're right nate i think it will show well even if it does i don't want to call it a twist you know with the, with the guns and stuff because we don't really know anything about the game but i think yeah i mean i, I could see it it showing well and and getting a really good deep dive into the gameplay mechanics and and yeah um Potentially a date on the end of it as well. I mean, 2023, we're thinking for this one. Yes, 2023. And I wouldn't be surprised if Avowed is one of those games that we get a deeper demonstration at the follow-up Microsoft event a few days later. Yeah. Where they really take you into the world and show more gameplay, maybe some of the in-game, you know, systems and mechanics. But yeah, 2023 is the intended release for Avowed. And you know, it's just one of those games that when Microsoft starts to get going in 2023, it's they're going to have a lot of quality software. It's just a matter of us getting there. And as you mentioned, we've seen Avowed. They showed this a couple of years ago, but we haven't had an update on it since. And last year, they 
they had builds. They were ready yeah. to show it at the showcase last summer. Microsoft opted not to show the game. So it is prime time for Avowed to make its second appearance and to impress people with the direction and show what the talented group of developers at Obsidian have been up to for the last several years. So I'm looking forward to Avowed in a big way. Yeah. And here's another game we have not seen in a while, but we expect to launch later this year. It is Forza Motorsport. This is eight, I want to say. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely coming. Um, and it's, yeah, I mean, it's going to be at the show and it's probably coming out later this year. Uh, yeah, and the- and I, I'm actually pretty hyped about this one. I know Horizon is mm-hmm. kind of the game that people really like these days, but I've always had a soft spot for Forza Motorsports since the original one. So I'd, I can't wait to see what they show us for eight. Like we did see some leaked screenshots, which were from a test. And some of the screenshots were actually from an Xbox One build, mm-hmm. which to my understanding is not a build intended for release. Right. This is a series S and X exclusive Forza game. Yeah. So it won't be cross generation. And, you know, we haven't seen the game officially since that in engine, in engine concept trailer. I believe dating back to now two years. Mm-hmm. So I actually feel as though Forza Motorsport 8 has a lot to prove with its showing at this showcase because Forza Horizon 5 looks beautiful. Yeah. Despite being a cross gen game. Yeah. It is jaw dropping in many ways. So when we see a car drop from the ceiling or emerge from the stage in this, <laughs> you know, in the showcase. <laughs> Forza Motorsport has to impress. Gran Turismo 7 is out on the PlayStation 5. That is what Motorsport competes with. Right. If they come out with visuals far ahead of 7, which in theory they should, Microsoft may have a winning game on their hands for this holiday, which, you know, when we look at the 2022 lineup for the Xbox has been kind of barren. But Forza Motorsport 8, capping off the gear, isn't a bad place for Microsoft to be. It's not the strength that they need. But as you mentioned, there's a lot of people who enjoy the style of game. It's a game I will gladly dive into. But at the same time, Forza Horizon 5 isn't going anywhere. In fact, very likely to get an expansion and some Lego content. Mm-hmm. this year and it will very likely be announced and shown this sunday i believe it actually leaked on steam earlier this week so you know bring on more content i loved exploring mexico visiting the ruins and the temples i am ready for more same i can't wait for anything forza horizon 5 brings to us any dlc any expansions yes i will gladly pick that up and yeah one of my favorite games of this generation so far. Yes. It's a fantastic game. Well-made. And, you know, I just want more of it. And speaking of a game that is well-made and we just need a lot more of it. This is the perfect segue into three, four, threes, Halo Infinite. <laughs> great, great bones. Mm-hmm. Halo Infinite's multiplayer has great bones. Yeah, absolutely. 
fun to play. It just needs more meat on them. And this is kind of a game I'm not anticipating to have any meaningful presence at the showcase. Season two just launched in May. We know Forge and Campaign Co-op are hoped for this season, but likely towards the latter half of it, I don't think you have to showcase anything for Halo Infinite's multiplayer or campaign during the showcase. I would not be surprised if Halo Infinite is completely absent from this event. I agree. Unless they actually have locked down a date that they're going to release either co-op or forge, Mm -hmm. then there is no point talking about Halo at the showcase. So I think they're still very much in development, heads down on this stuff. So, yeah, I don't expect any Halo content at at this showcase, and that's fine because it doesn't need to be at the showcase. The game is out. We know that there is things still being developed. We know that it's had some, you know, turbulence along the way. But yeah, Nate, I mean, it's the underlying skeleton, the underlying core of that game is actually quite fun. I mean, I know, you know, you and I have at least put in a few hundred hours of multiplayer and maxed out our battle passes. I mean, we we like the game. So I think Halo just, you know, needs to sit in the background again for a while. And when it's ready to show us what's next, um, it will. Now, having said that, they may show us something more at the extended event on Tuesday. Maybe they'll give us a, mm-hmm. a look at, you know, the co-op or the forge, maybe. But yeah. aside from that, I, I'm not I'm not seeing any Halo um uh info at, at this showcase. Yeah, I don't think it would be at the main showcase, but as you mentioned, that Tuesday secondary event is that that would be a proper venue if they want to show Forge. And just say this is where we're at. Our hope is still to get it out before the end of this calendar year. Just a quick update with that and a live demonstration of where they are with it, but not at the main showcase. Another game I'm not anticipating at the showcase, I know Jeff Grubb also put it out there a few days ago, is Fable. It doesn't feel like the time is right. We know this game is still a couple of years off from release. I think they're best off waiting until they have substantial footage and a meaningful trailer to show the vision and scope of the game and i think maybe that comes later this year at the game awards but i don't think now is the right time for fable to come back i am going to disagree with both you and jeff grubb on this one i think we will see fable at this show Hmm. but i mean it's not going to be anything that that you know is substantial in terms of gameplay i think that will show us We'll say a very, very, very narrow vertical slice of that game. I think we're going to see something from Fable. Really? Yes, I do. Now, keep in I mean, mind, I've gotten things wrong pretty much constantly um, <laughs> over the last few weeks, including Shredder's Revenge on Game Pass. But I don't know. The, the, this one, for me, something feels like we're going to see some... We're going to get some Fable news. I mean, it's definitely one of those games I think fans are hungry for. They want to know what's going on with Fable. Yep. We only had that trailer, which was a CG trailer. It didn't really let us know anything about it beyond the title existing. We want to see 
the visuals, the scope. And I think they're going to give us a look at that, an early look at, at the visuals and the scope. You know, this the uh, the Forza Motorsport engine is powering this game, right? So we're going to get a, a look at that stuff. I don't know what you want to call this. It's, it's probably not even a vertical slice. It's really more of a, I don't know, just a technical tease maybe we'll call it, you know. Okay. Um but I think we will see some more of Fable this year, just to just to let it, let let the uh, the fans know how things are progressing with that game, at the very least. I would certainly welcome it, and I am willing and hoping to be surprised. Now let's talk about ID Software. We haven't seen a new game from them since what Doom Eternal. Yep. They did some DLC, but it's now it's been a while and there's been some job listings. There's been some other rumors as to what id Software is up to. And some of the rumors suggest a new Quake game. But I think if we see id Software at this showcase, it's going to be them presenting a brand new IP. Yes, I agree with you. Doom Eternal, I believe the story has ended after that last DLC. Now, of course, they could make another Doom game. There's nothing stopping them doing that, right? I mean, there's always room for more Doom. Doom Eternal was a very successful game. I don't think there's uh, uh, anything from Quake at this show. And you're right. Um, I think it's time we saw something from id Software. They've been pretty quiet, you know, since the last Doom Eternal game. Obviously, Quake, the remaster came out last year. But you know that was a, a little uh, a little you know um, appetizer, if you will. That's definitely not a game that they've been spending years making. And I think you know we, they've been pretty quiet as far as what what they're working on, what they're doing. I mean, the obvious choice is to say they're just doing another Doom game. But no, I I, I agree. I think maybe it's time that they spun up a new IP. You know, with some really cool id tech. And I think mm-hmm. you know. Fans would really get behind something like that, so I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you and say, yes, it will be at the show, and they're gonna show us something new. Now, one game that has had fans desperately plead Microsoft time and time again since it was shut down, despite its popularity, is a game show game known as One Versus a Hundred. Oh, yeah. still love this game on the 360. It was so much fun. Did you ever play it on the 360? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Very rarely won, but I did enjoy when I played. Now, this seems like a game that if I'm Microsoft and I want to get people to subscribe to Game Pass, I want a game like this. And I think this showcase is the time for 1 versus 100 to make a comeback. Yes, one versus 100 for me is going to be at the showcase. And I'm going to go even further, Nate, and say it's coming to Game Pass because, yes, it's the ultimate Game Pass game and could even Shadow Drop. Let's be honest. Could be could be that type of announcement. One versus 100. I don't think anyone else has talked about this game at a predictions episode, at least the ones I haven't heard. I don't think Rand has talked about it yet, so... We're going to go out and say, yes, one versus 100 is a thing. Yes, and I agree with you with the shadow drop idea. I, that would be a huge 
announcement from Microsoft. I think one versus 100 coming back is bigger yep. than a GoldenEye shadow drop. I mean, and, it, it really is in so many ways because it would engage so many people. It would bring mm-hmm. people to Game Pass. Having having one versus 100 on Game Pass just makes complete sense to me. Um, mm-hmm. It's the ultimate Game Pass title, you know, and then you have the ability to play on the cloud, on your phone, all that stuff. I mean, if you have that, if you have that there available, I think it would really get a lot of people signed up to Game Pass and, and especially those that, yep. that remember the game from the 360 as well, mm-hmm. having it come back would be would be really cool. Yeah, and as mentioned earlier with like Banjo-Kazooie, you want that family appeal and one versus 100 has that family appeal. And as Microsoft announced just this week, they're going to have Game Pass stream to Samsung TVs made in 2022. There you go. What better than to stream one versus a hundred to your TV in your family room with your family and enjoy the game. This is exactly that type of casual appeal that Microsoft has been discussing and saying that they are planning to get. And now is the time shadow drop it this Sunday. It's going to be the summer game for the Xbox for a long time to come, but it is a, I think that's a near locked in. Yeah announcement for Microsoft at the showcase. And I'm going back to articles that Phil Spencer said in 2020 that, you know, they could revive it. There's a lot of discussions about it. So, you know, that was 2020, right? So I don't know. I I think this is a thing. This is, this is a thing. Let's, let's, let's say it's a thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a prediction. It's a sure thing. It's, I mean, it's never a sure <laughs> thing, right? Um, but I feel pretty good that, that we're going to see it. Likewise. Now, here's something I, I hope we do see, and it's the Coalition. Now, the Coalition, we have not seen anything from since the Gears 5 expansion, Hive Busters, which was fantastic. Oh, yeah. But we know they are working on a new IP that is supposed to be slightly smaller in scope than a traditional Gears game. It's on Unreal Engine 5. I think they make the announcement at the showcase, give us a teaser trailer, and show us what Unreal Engine 5 can do. We know the Coalition had assisted a bit on the Matrix Unreal demo, but now it's time for them to develop you know, with it in-house yep. and show us the benefits of this engine on Xbox Series X hardware. We're going to see, we're going to see some new Coalition stuff. And it's going to impress. You know, they've always been that studio that has been technically one of the best in the industry. You know, they've been leaders in that field. They know engine tech. They embrace new engine tech very quickly and become masters of of that tech. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I think we'll see something from Coalition, and it's definitely going to impress. Again, couldn't tell you what it is. It's going to be new <laughs> IP, but it's it's going to be – uh, it's going to be a highlight for the show, in my opinion. Now, because it does relate to the coalition in an, at least an indirect way, there have been the rumors that there's going to be a Gears collection in the vein of the Master Chief collection. So I would imagine this means we would get Gears of War 1 Ultimate Edition, Gears of War 2, 3, and 4. I would assume at least two. 
were to get some sort of ultimate edition type of upgrade work, maybe three and four included, you know, depending on the amount of work that Microsoft would do if this title is a thing, I side on that it's not, that there is no Gears collection and that it won't be at the showcase. Maybe there are plans for it further down the line, but I don't think this game shows this week. This game does not exist, in my opinion. <laughs> so not only does it not show, it doesn't exist. Um, I'm not really sure where the rumors came from about a Gears collection, but I will say this, that it doesn't make sense making a Gears collection in a new engine because the games are already available on backward compatibility. And look, to be honest, they all look fantastic. You know, the... The you know this is going to be something that I feel like if it was real, it the the diminishing returns that you would get making a collection would be very slim in my opinion. I think it would be uh-huh. very difficult to. I mean, sure, there are diehard Gears fans out there that will buy anything Gears of War related, but to the average person like me or you that that has played all the Gears games and we we have copies of those games um, sitting in our library. Why would we double dip on a Gears collection? You know, there's it just doesn't make sense for me. I don't think that the Gears collection is is even a thing. I think it's just a rumor. And yeah, I, we, we're certainly not seeing anything um, from a Gears collection at the show. Like It's one of those releases that if it existed, it would definitely catch my interest because I am a big fan of the Gears franchise. I loved what they did with Gears of War Ultimate Edition and the upgrades they gave it from the original 360 release. But as you mentioned, on backwards compatibility, the game has FPS boost. Yep. And the texture work when you're playing in 4K is almost remaster quality. Yes. So as you as you said, I don't know if there's really a need for them to do this type of release. And let's say they did, just for the sake of discussion, you're going to do this release, charge 60 or $70 for it. It's also going to be on Game Pass. But all those games are already on, on Game, Game Pass. Pass. Yeah. So you would need to have visual improvements that are substantial for all of the games in the collection. So that would be one, two, three, and four. I'm assuming they would stop at four and they wouldn't include five in that, but you would need to up those visuals to Gears 5 level assets to make it meaningful. And that sounds like a great deal of work. Extremely ambitious. And I think the budget for that would be astronomical to do that amount of work. This is not a side project um, or we'll say a B team project. This is something that would require at least a hundred people on staff to, to, to do something like this. And I mean, it, it's just, it doesn't, it doesn't fit for me, Nate, honestly. And look, normally when there is an up, update to a game that already exists on a digital, you know, digital distribution service, usually they'll, they'll, you know, sunset the previous games, but I can't see Microsoft sunsetting Gears of War, one, two, and three backward compatibility versions on the Xbox to make room oh. for a Gears collection. That doesn't make sense to me either. So, no, I don't, I don't think it's real at the end of the day. It doesn't make sense. I mean, even to go one step further, when you would play the multiplayer in, like, the Master Chief collection, you could choose, you know, the game you want to play so you would get the maps. 
the multiplayer and Gears of War games differ from each other yes. greatly. D- like, very much, yeah. Like Gears of War, Gears of War One's multiplayer is legendary. And do you it also like, add Gears Judgment into that list? You'd have to, right? If there was yeah, a collection, I mean, would you add Judgment? Yeah. So how does that all work then? Because it's kind of like the ODST or the Reach of yeah. the Gears franchise. Right. So. Yeah, and I mean, the multiplayer was so different. Gears of War 1, legendary. That's a game I used to play five hours a night with friends just straight. Then Gears 2 came out and Locust would trip over a smoke grenade and the chainsaw was different and the shotgun was different. You'd have to, either you're keeping it that way or you're going and you're refining all those elements to have some sort of unity Yeah, and how the games feel with each other. And as you said, that just seems like a colossal undertaking that you would really want to have this as a as standalone releases if you were to do it not as a collection yep now hellblade 2 this is a game we have seen twice now the intended window of release is 2023 i feel as though because microsoft has said we're going to show a lot more gameplay at the showcase i think there is the chance we see actual a gameplay demonstration maybe brief for hellblade 2 and then it pivots into the supplemental showing on tuesday where we get a deeper dive into hellblade 2 but i think hellblade 2 does make a showing in the next week for microsoft Hmm. i'm i'm torn on this one i think you're probably right we'll we'll see we'll see something of hellblade 2 at either one of the two showcases i think my my pause with this one is we've seen it twice already. Sure, we've seen very well curated, you know, cutscenes in engine uh-huh. scenes of the game. But I think if we're going to see Hellblade 2 again, it needs to be more meaningful. It needs to be we're imminently getting this game ready to release next year. And I don't know when it's coming out. So we're gonna we're gonna show something that that really gets you hyped for this game. And we're going to put a date on the end of that, that, you know, show whatever they show us. Right. So I guess what I'm saying is if we are going to see Hellblade 2, which again, we'll probably see something of it. It, it needs to, we have to commit, you know, we, we have to, we have to be, we have to know what's happening with this game when it's coming out what it's going to look like. Um, we're going to, you know, we're going to need to see some gameplay of this game, um, just mm-hmm. just some control of the game. And you're right, it's probably going to be on Tuesday's event. But I think Hellblade 2 is one of those games where I feel like, unless I'm completely mistaken, that it's it's getting close to the end of development and now they're moving into the next phase and thinking about, you know, how to get this game ready to release next year. So how do they show that um, in a showcase? And, you know, I wonder if, if we'll even see it, to be honest. It, it's, it's one of those ones where I'm, I'm kind of a little torn on. But, look, it's probably going to be there in some capacity. But if, if it is, it's going to get a date. It has to get dated, I think. Because I, I don't think you can show it yeah. three times and, and not put a date on the end of it this time around. Yeah, I think it needs a date. And, you know, to your point, maybe it is that title that would be better suited for the demonstration in the secondary event where they sit down and say, we're going to show you 10 minutes of Hellblade 2 now that we're playing on the dev kits because, you know, we are in the undertaking of getting the game ready for release next year. We didn't have the time 
to cut a demo for the showcase demonstration purposes, but we're more than willing to sit down and show you an actual gameplay demonstration because that doesn't take time to curate and such. They can just say, we're going to this level in the dev build. Enjoy. It might break. Mm -hmm. That's the the risk we're going to take. But we do know that Ninja Theory has another game in development, and we were actually introduced to this game on social media. This isn't a game Microsoft has headlined in any capacity at any event, and it's known as Project Mara. I think Microsoft should finally give this a place in the showcase and let us know what this title is going to be and potentially when it's coming out. Yeah. I want to see more of this and you know this may be the the part where we're maybe slightly willing things into the showcase but we did see a teaser project mara like you said a couple of years ago so I want to see what's going on with with this what it is more about it because it's definitely very intriguing and look this is a good time for ninja theory to really show us what they're doing with project mara and and show us more of it you know uh, I think it's. I think we're ready to to see more of this game. Yes, I agree. And another game that I think we're ready to see more of is the recently delayed Redfall from Arcane. This was supposed to come out this summer, got delayed. I don't think anyone was really surprised to learn that it was delayed, considering the lack of media and coverage surrounding the game. Do you think we get an update on the game now, or do you think maybe they're going to hold off a little longer and maybe closer to the game's new release to show us something meaningful around this project? Hmm. This, is a, this is a tough one as well. I I mean, obviously the game was delayed. We saw the the initial reveal of it last year at the show. To I think it ended the show last year, and it was it was pretty good. What we from what we had seen. Uh look. I think if we see something from Redfall, it's going to be gameplay. We know that the game has been delayed. The question, though, is do they commit to a date or do they just wait a little longer on that? We don't really know how long the delay will be. We just know it's next year. We definitely will see something from Redfall. Uh, I, If I was to predict, I'm going to say we'll see more of it on Tuesday than we see on Sunday this game. I would yeah, I would agree with that one. Yeah. I think that's a that's the better venue for them to show the game. Show us, you know, actual gameplay, show us how it's going to be played. And you don't want that type of game to take up too much time in the main showcase where you say, We're gonna show you, you know, right. eight minutes of the game. No. That's why you have the supplemental yeah. showcase. I agree. I mean, the game's been delayed. People are disappointed that the game was delayed, obviously Starfield as well, which we're gonna talk about. Um, too, but I don't think you want to really take up too much time um, at the main show. But for those people that want to see more Redfall, I think Tuesday is the place to see it. Yes. Now, here's a game. It was announced last year with nothing more than a unmeaningful, unsatisfying trailer that showed us next to nothing. It is Avalanche's Contraband. This is another title that is intended to release in 2023. And this is one of those games I expect, you know, we're going to get a gameplay trailer and potentially even more of a deep dive on Tuesday. 
where we really flesh out what the game is going to be. Now, Avalanche, they are the team behind Just Cause. Mm-hmm. So they, they are good at their craft. Yep. And, you know, this I feel as though is a pretty sure lock-in yeah, for Sunday. I think you're right. I think this is a lock. Um, probably for both days, like you said, it it's, it fits that that style of of game where it seems like it's a 2023 release. It feels like it's in you know development. Um, has been in development for a while. We're gonna know. We're gonna learn a lot more about contraband and could easily come away being one of the best games at the show. Um. But on the flip side, it could be a disappointment as well. But I'm, I'm going to be very hopeful and say <laughs> it's going to impress. And I think um, we'll see more of it on Tuesday as well, definitely. I think there's going to be some some gameplay of that game. Now, here's a game I think is going to impress, but it's going to impress just a small group of people. And it's I say that because of the direction that this game is likely to go in. And I'm referring to Josh Sawyer's new IP and... Josh is an amazing writer. And this is a game that actually has potential to come out this year, though I would say the odds favor more for the first half of 2023. But we should see Josh Sawyer's new IP at the showcase. It's just not going to be, you know, a huge game that gets everyone buzzing. But for those who appreciate Sawyer's work, I think this is something to be excited for. Now, this is, is this Pentiment? The one that's called Pentiment, the one that uh, Jez Corden's been talking about. I believe yeah. so. This one is interesting um, based on at least what I've read on Windows Central and what Jez has been talking about. Yeah, it seems like it's a RPG, um, uh-huh. which um, sounds kind of cool. Uh, it's like based in 15th or 16th century. And, and, and uh, yeah, it sounds very intriguing. Josh Shoyer is um, someone that I would very much pay attention to when it came to um, a, a new game, especially RPG, sit in that that style. So yeah, this could definitely be uh, something really cool. Yeah, it's definitely something I'm looking forward to seeing at the showcase, and you know, be damned with anyone who isn't looking forward to a Josh Sawyer game. That brings me up to another. This is one of those another unannounced but expected projects, and it's Project Belfry. Now, this has been a title that Jez Corden has reported on numerous times over the last couple of years, and it seems as though this is another 2023 intended release target game, so it should finally make its official presence known at the showcase on Sunday. Now, for those people that don't know what Project Belfry is, and I will say that I had to do my homework on this as well. I, I mean, I've heard the name thrown around a lot, but this is a side-scrolling game. Um, if you have played Dragon's Crown, which is a great game, by the way. I played it on the Vita many, many years ago. Um, it's a kind of a side-scrolling uh, game in that in that style. So, Yes, it's, uh, it's from the Banner Saga. Yep developer so you know it'd be a smaller type of action rpg but doesn't make it any less exciting definitely interesting and yeah um jez is usually pretty good with with this stuff i'm gonna i'm gonna back him on this one and say we're gonna see it now another game that has come up in just the last few days 
is a Minecraft RTS. I don't care for Minecraft, but this just feels as though it's a very locked in game that will make a presence here. We always typically see something from Minecraft in some form and a Minecraft RTS is certainly something. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think either of us are experts in, in, in what's going on with Minecraft right now. I didn't play Minecraft. I didn't play Minecraft Dungeons, even though I've heard good things about it. Um, look, it's Microsoft. It's Minecraft. We're gonna see some. We're gonna see something about Minecraft at this show. So yes, mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes. This is this is this is a thing. Now another unannounced title that I think may show up here is Project Cobalt, and this is a steampunk RPG coming from In Exile Entertainment. I think it may get announced here, but it's kind of one of those fringe situations where this is a title that Microsoft could still wait on. It really depends on when the game is coming out. I'm not sure if Cobalt is a 2023 game. It could be, but it may still be one of those situations of we can wait till the game awards or we could even wait till next E3 or Summer Game Fest, whatever next year will bring to really introduce the game. Because, I mean, we've gone through a lot of games just from xbox game studio still have bethesda to go and you know obviously cuts have to be made so project cobalt from in exile maybe project midnight from compulsion these are games that if they are there they may just be kind of quick 90 second type reveal trailers or maybe they show up at the secondary show in some form but i believe they at least were they were worth mentioning yeah because these are games that are on the roadmap for Microsoft. And that also includes titles like Project Dragon from IO Interactive. Mm-hmm. All these have that potential of being there and it would really excite people to see them. But, you know, you only have so much time for a presentation. Right. And you typically, you know, you want to pick the things that are make, make the message you're looking to send so it depends on what message Microsoft is looking to send with this particular showcase in terms of game reveals and announcements. Yeah, I don't think we see Midnight. Um, I don't think we see, uh, sorry, I don't think we see Cobalt uh, and I don't think we see Dragon. Now, Cobalt is is something that's happening. It's in development. But, you know, this is the part where I feel like there are uh, studios out there that are literally in the middle of development. They're just heads down and they're not ready to show something yet. So what you said about maybe the game awards later this year makes a lot more sense to me where, you know, not everything is going to be at this show. There's obviously a lot of things that are happening with, with Microsoft game studios right now. There is a lot of, a lot of developers, a lot of studios working on different things we're not going to see all of it, you know, and and some of these things are just not going to make the cut because honestly, I think a lot of developers are probably just working on this stuff and when they're ready to show us more, they will and that'll probably be later this year uh, or going into next year. Yeah, that's one of the things that's really important to make note with the studios that Microsoft has acquired in recent years is that if any of them had contract jobs with, you know, other publishers or if they had exclusive agreements like we've seen Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo had with Sony is that they're working to fulfill those obligations still 
And some of these companies had just shipped the game right before Microsoft had acquired them. So they are, you know, they're yep. focused on new projects, but projects take four or five years to come to fruition. And Microsoft is just in that situation of waiting for some of these big studios to get their next projects ready for showing and ready for release. And I've seen a lot of people get impatient with Microsoft saying, you have all these studios, where are the games? The games are coming. Yeah. It's just a situation of Microsoft is waiting because games take time to develop. It wasn't as though Microsoft bought a developer and instantaneously the next project was going to come out in a year or two. Well, the other thing is, you know, I'm seeing a lot of these games that, especially the project games that have code names, a lot of them um, are either on Unreal Engine 5 or looking to use Unreal Engine 5. And look, this is this is technology that, um, while it does have some games that have shipped out, there's really been nothing substantial as far as AAA on UE5 that has currently shipped. So we're, mm-hmm. we're still in that process of developers are getting, I don't, I'm not saying they're getting their heads around UE5, but UE5 games haven't really started to appear yet. We will start to see them, but it's going to take a little bit of time before they, they start to come out. And it's I think it's mm-hmm. going to be, a slow trickle to begin with. And then eventually the floodgates are going to open because most games are going to be on UE5 at that point. But we're talking 23, late 23 and into 24 and beyond when we start to see, you know, a lot of UE5 games start to show up. Yes. Now we're going to go into the Bethesda half of the show. Ooh, this is going to be fun. Bethesda is part of Microsoft and they are in the headline of the showcase and you know we'll start with death loop that'll be there it's going to come to game pass yep yep, the, yep they're the only reason maybe we don't hear of it at the showcase is because it is still technically under the exclusive terms for sony so maybe they wait until the exclusive agreement expires but you know i wouldn't let's say it is there just for the sake of the discussion i feel as though they would show it with some sort of new content so that people would want to play it again yep. or even play it in general on Xbox and Game Pass for the first time. Give us an expansion. Give us a reason to return to the loop. Mm-hmm. Did you play Deathloop, Nate? I have a copy of it and I've not played it yet, but I, I do want to play it on PlayStation. Um, and yes, I think it is coming to Xbox Game Pass and this showcase. I mean, you're right, the, the contractual thing, may still be in play, but they could very easily just announce it on Sunday. Yeah, I think it's just a matter of when do they announce it. I don't know if the agreement would prevent them from announcing it or not. So that's my only cause of hesitation there. Did you play Deathloop? I did. Played it on PlayStation 5. It surprised me. It wasn't what I was you know, really anticipating. I think the marketing of the game last year did a poor job showing what the game actually is. And, you know, I wouldn't mind revisiting the game on the Xbox when it does come to Game Pass later this year. Now, it's not a Bethesda show without Elder Scrolls Online. There's always this awesome-looking trailer, and people are like, yo, what's this game? And then we see ESO come up, and people kind of get disappointed. So I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen again here. Probably. but bethesda also has some curious projects that we 
know are happening, but we don't know what it looks like or the direction the game will go in. And I'm referring to Machine Gun Games Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Now, this development studio is renowned for their work on the Wolfenstein games, but now Indiana Jones is kind of a whole different direction. And we have seen rumors in the last couple of weeks where this would be a multi-platform game, which, you know, some people may be surprised by that. But we actually kind of touched on that back when this deal with Bethesda and Microsoft was first going down, that Indiana Jones is a Disney property. If Disney signed this deal under the contractual agreement or under the terms of it having to go to multi-platform, that's beyond Microsoft hand. Yeah. They have to follow through on that. So Indiana Jones, do you think it makes a showing at this showcase? Yes, 110%. This is a Bethesda or Xbox Bethesda showcase game that they will show. I think this is one of the highlights of the show, and I think it, it will show well. Um, it's probably going to be some really cool cinematic cutscene, maybe in-engine, but it's going to show us more about the game, how it looks, graphics, how, how it plays, the world, uh, maybe some game mechanics with how you can, you can control uh, Indiana Jones in the game, maybe you know the whip mechanics and all that stuff. I think it's <laughs> going to be... Um, it's 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 going to be one of the the key games mm-hmm. at this showcase. So it's it's for me it's a lock, Nate. It's it's definitely happening. I mean, I'm expecting the trailer to end with him losing his hat and then reaching under a closing rock door and <laughs> picking it up, and then it just cuts to black. Yep, because it's not I Indiana it. Jones without him losing his hat. I love it. <laughs> now another title that has been rumored for a while is a new Wolfenstein game. We know they want to make another entry to the Wolfenstein franchise. They've teased it. It was in the second game in some of the files. Yep. And we have not heard of the game yet. Well, we've also talked about this last year. Yeah. Also, uh, Pete Hines is, He's oh I don't want to say he's teased it, but Pete Hines has talked about it before, and that GeForce leak as well, which yes, I don't want to say it's it never misses, <laughs> but it's it's uh, never it's, misses. It pretty it's pretty compelling that we see the name on a GeForce leak. I think Wolfenstein Three is a thing, and we're going to learn more about about the game at, at the show. I think I agree with you there because it feels as though, you know, they need a little, they need more from Bethesda than the title we're going to bring up now, which is Starfield. You need more than Starfield and Indiana Jones. You want to go a little deeper. And I mean, Starfield is definitely going to be a key focus for Microsoft and Bethesda on Sunday. And I'm sure on Tuesday, they're going to want to show meaningful gameplay because announcing that delay six months from release you know that hurt Microsoft to have to do. Oh, yeah. That is, that's not something they wanted to come out publicly with. And I give them credit for it. They gave, they announced it six months in advance. It wasn't like they waited a month before release and they announced this in October. It was almost six months to the day yeah. from the game's intended release window. And they just put out the update this week that... 
they're working hard on Starfield. It's coming along great. They're putting in those finishing touches. So I'm expecting a somewhat sizable gameplay demonstration on Sunday that is followed by the new release date. And if I had a guess, I'd still say there's a chance it makes the current fiscal year for Microsoft. And I'm going to slot this in for March, which would be a one-to-one mirror of what happened with Elder Scrolls Oblivion, Mm. which was supposed to launch on the Xbox 360, but was delayed until March of the following year. And I think that's what's happening here. Yeah. Yeah. You, everything you said, I agree with it's, it's coming. I don't think the delay is, it's, it's, you know, the delay isn't going to be that significant as far as how much it got pushed back. It will still make this fiscal. If I was to speculate why the game was delayed, I don't think it was really for any other reason than I think it's a very ambitious game. It's big. It's probably their biggest game to date, Todd Howard's biggest game. And if I was to guess, I think there's two reasons why the game was delayed. Number one, performance, which is something that just needs more time in the oven to get to get right. And number two, and more importantly, is probably playtesting and QA. I think there's so many story elements in that game. There's so many missions. There's so many quests. There's so many side quests. There's so many different mechanics in that game that we don't even know about. And it's gonna it's a monumental effort to to test, you know, a happy path to make sure the game doesn't break or it doesn't glitch out. You know, it's a Bethesda game. We know that, you know, that they, they don't have the best track record when they launch games. But I think this one um is going to be something that is a lot more polished when it does release. I think they're really taking the QA aspect of this very, very seriously. They know that they have a reputation for making games that come out a little bit buggy. And I think it's one of the reasons why I believe they delayed the game. They want to get this polished and ready to go and, and you know, hit 10 out of 10 on day one, not one of these, oh, it, it, it's kind of cool, but it's buggy and it's crashing, but don't worry, we're going to patch it. They don't want to be in that situation. They don't want to be in mm-hmm. that, in that you know, cyberpunk situation where, right. you know, it started out really bad, it's getting better. That you know, they can't afford to do that with with this game, and I think they're taking the extra time to really ensure that we get a quality game on day one mm-hmm. on Game Pass. Now I'm going to drop a big prediction here. Ooh, let's hear it. So Starfield, as grand as it is, as vast as it is, it's not enough. Everything that we have said for Bethesda up to this point is expected these are known games Mm -hmm. these have been wildly rumored games like wolfenstein one game that we know bethesda is actively developing but is still years away is the next installment to the elder scrolls series now this is a game that may not launch this generation if we're honest with ourselves so i will i'm going to predict that we do see the Elder Scrolls, not counting Elder Scrolls Online, in this showcase, but in the form of a remaster of an older Elder Scrolls game like Oblivion, maybe Morrowind. But if I had to choose, I would choose Oblivion as my you know, preferential choice. 
Yeah. I think this will happen as you need that filler. You need something between Starfield and the next Elder Scrolls game. And I think a remaster of Oblivion fits the bill. I think it's a, an interesting prediction. It makes sense that they would do that. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's it's something that I could I could definitely see Bethesda really, you know, looking to do. It, it makes a lot of sense to me. We're not going to see the next Elder Scrolls game for for a while. Uh, you know, there's there's going to be that that kind of gap between between now and then, and that could be. I mean, when do you think the next Elder Scrolls game is coming out? Like I mean, three years, twenty twenty six. Yeah, early twenty twenty five, twenty twenty six, and. I mean, let's be honest here. They already released Skyrim on these systems. Right. So they can't, re- you they can't, can't revisit that and you, you do it again. Redo, you can't redo Skyrim again. Oblivion is a game, I will say, Nate, that I like better than Skyrim. A lot of people may not agree with me, but I really enjoyed Oblivion on the 360. I thought it was a masterful game. And look, people love Skyrim. and I'm, I'm definitely not saying it's not as good, but I connected with Oblivion and indeed, Morrowind as well, better than I I did with Skyrim. So, yeah, I mean, a remaster of either of those games makes a lot of sense to me. I I would say, good prediction. You know, it, it could definitely be something that we see at the showcase. I mean, and Oblivion was the first Elder Scrolls game for mm-hmm. a lot of the Xbox community. I know Morrowind was on the original Xbox, but Oblivion was that first HD, yep. huge. RPG open world game. Right. And it, correct me if I'm wrong. Can we play that on Back and Pat? I believe you can. And mm-hmm. I actually think it gets resolution boost a bit. Right. But I mean, you can look at the game and it, it looks dated. It, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it, it, the it, grass it, is a flat <laughs> texture. And right. I mean, know, it's a they, very, very early <laughs> Xbox 360 title from 2006, right. I want to say. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're going back a long, long time ago for this game. So yeah, 16, it could, it 16 could, years. Yeah, it could definitely see. I mean, I would definitely welcome a, a remaster of that game. I think that would be really cool. So I'm, I'm predicting that. I, I'm going right. to will that one to existence. I, and I, I, like gonna, what, I like what you're thinking. I, I would love to see that happen. And we're going to will a few other games into existence with some predictions right now. Let's start with... A game that was in headlines this week didn't show up at Jeff Keighley's show, which I think a lot of people are anticipating. And I'm referring to Overdose, a Hideo Kojima game. Yeah, this is interesting because we're not really sure if this is the Xbox Kojima game or it's just a Kojima game. But the question is, is there a difference? So, um, <laughs> you know, based on what we what we know about Kojima working with Xbox, you have to say that this is the game, but it doesn't have to be, I guess. I mean, it could be something else, but look, this is a long shot. Kojima always, you know, he, he always has, he's always playing 4D chess with everyone, you know. Um, so I do wonder if this is the Xbox game, but I'm going to say it is, and I'm going to say... We're going to hear more about Overdose at the showcase. Yeah, the fact that it was absent from Summer Game Fest definitely has me thinking it's going to show up on Sunday and that this was and is the Kojima game that has been rumored. Because some of the information out there that has not been verified suggests it would it's using mobile devices, maybe even the cloud. 
So cloud was one of the big things about the Kojima game because originally what the Xbox game is from Kojima was originally pitched to Google for Stadia. And then Stadia, you know, did its thing. Mm -hmm. And Microsoft decided to come in and foot the bill. So this could potentially be that project. And even if it isn't, and maybe it's just another, you know, maybe it's a multi-platform Kojima game. I still think there's a chance it shows up on Sunday and we're willing it into existence because having a new Kojima game, you know, on the Xbox somehow probably upset people. It would, but it also (laughs) would balance the universe a little bit, right? That's true. You'd have that balance. You can't have everything going one way. You have to you have to tip the scales back, get that equilibrium going, you know, and make sure that everyone is is on on the same playing field. Now, another game kind of will into existence is Killer Instinct. This is a game that Microsoft wants to bring back. It's just a matter of finding the right developer to do it. And one of the rumored developers is or was Bandai Namco. Now, we know their talents when it comes to fighting games. And I think they would be a good fit because Killer Instinct on the Xbox One is an underrated gem from the last generation. It's one of the best games on the hardware. You know, it's it's, yeah. it's epic. I love it. I, I think in many ways it's better than the original arcade game. I would agree. Yep. I mean, when you look at the just the roster of fighters, the special guest characters that they included in the later season, like Rash from Battletoads, the Arbiter from Halo, General Rom from Gears of War. Yeah. And, you know, it was a game that was so before its time as well. I'm not talking about the original. I mean, the the original was was very before its time as well. But even that concept of bringing in new characters into the game. Initially, it was criticized. It was panned like this game is incomplete. It's unfinished. You know, there's no characters to play. But that concept of introducing new characters and keeping people playing that game and making it more of a service-based game is something that we just take for granted these days that we just accept as, oh, yeah, you know, we saw it in Smash Brothers. We, we see it in, in, you know, the Street Fighter games. That that whole concept of really hyping up a new character, something that is a fan favorite or um or some type of crossover, you know, in in the game is uh, is all thanks to Killer Instinct. So you know, I, I think the game is is woefully underrated, and yes, I I want more Killer Instinct, absolutely. Yes, and you know, before we go to our Streamlabs section, let us each give our own personal will into existence prediction. And we will start with you, MVG. I'm going to say Midtown Madness 4 is coming back. (laughs) Well, it is coming. So Midtown Madness 3 was the last game that was released by Microsoft in the Midtown Madness series. And I think um, we're going to get a updated version of Midtown Madness, and I can't (laughs) wait to play it. What do you think? That's a good prediction. I'm going to go with one that I know will never happen, but man, would it be hype. Metal Gear Solid 4 comes to Xbox. Oh, yes. Yes, please. Could happen. It's trapped. It's trapped on the PS3. And I mean, I know it'll never happen, but 
man, would that be a hype announcement? You don't think Phil went over to Konami when he was um, over in Japan recently and just had a had a meeting with the higher ups at Konami and just <laughs> passed a blank check across the table and said, "Whatever amount, just write down any amount you want for MGS four. You don't he's think like, that happened? He's like, "What's going on with Silent Hill?" And they're like, "Sony man." He's like. MGS4? Like, I guess. How much do you want? Like, what can you give us? And he's like, five million bucks. And they're like, fine. We're not doing anything else with it. I think Metal Gear Solid 4 <laughs> is um, not going to happen, but I love the fact that you're thinking about it. And, uh, it, you know. I mean, it was either that or microsoft is very quickly proven liars and they revisited backwards compatibility and project gotham is added to it well see it's interesting you mentioned backward compatibility because that was obviously before the activision announcement so what does that mean now that they have these great old activision franchises that they could potentially bring back as back compat titles that's true i mean they did they did say you know there's that possibility. It's something we can revisit. It's just at the time their plans were done due to licensing, technological roadblocks. So, you know, backwards compatibility can still come back in Project Gotham. You best be there. Hope so. So those are our predictions for the Xbox and Bethesda showcase on Sunday and a little bit on Tuesday. As you can tell, we are expecting an exciting show from microsoft there are a lot of games that could potentially be shown at the showcase and at the supplemental event on tuesday and we've given our predictions and some of them we are very confident in one of the highlights i would say from early on is brand new banjo game we Mm -hmm. think it's happening so get ready to hear that bear laugh and talk in his (laughs) (laughs) so this is a 90 minute show so there's definitely yes. going to be a lot of games shown. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we've gone through a lot of stuff here. Uh, you know, it's it's easy just to, I- yeah, it's just, it's easy to take the list of games that they have and just kind of read them off one at a time. But I think that um, this is going to be a good show. You know, this is really going yeah. to really cement Xbox for the remainder of this year and more importantly mm-hmm. into 2023, which I think is, where they're really going to um, yes. drop some some good stuff. I mean, this is this is Microsoft's opportunity. If they walk into the show this year and fumble, that's just that's on them. They have yeah so many games that they can announce. They have so many games they could give updates on. I mean, there were games here that we're not expecting that they could just provide updates on that we know of. So this is Microsoft's time to shine this is their time to get people excited about the xbox brand show some game pass deals show us why xbox is you know an ecosystem to invest in yeah and i think the blueprint is there for them to do so and i cannot wait for this showcase on sunday and i can't wait for the tuesday event to get deeper dives into things I think Microsoft knows what they have to do, and I think they're going to deliver. Yeah, I agree. So, and, uh, you know, the last thing I want to say on this is there's a lot of confidence there, right? Like they're showing there's two events. We, I mean, the second one obviously is more of a 
just a, a developer kind of roundtable where they where they show mm-hmm. games, gameplay and stuff. And maybe it's more of that treehouse style. That's kind of the way I'm, I'm kind of seeing it as, Nate, where they sit down yeah. and, and play through some gameplay. But there's a lot of confidence there, isn't there, that they're doing two of these things um, pretty much back-to-back. You know, there's only a couple of days in between. You know, in the past, I think Microsoft would probably not want to do something like that, but they really want to show people what they've got, you know, in their portfolio. And, you know, that yes. that to me makes makes it seem like it's going to be a strong showing. Yeah. And I, as I said, I, I can't wait for the show. This is an Xbox showcase that I'm really excited for. And it's just, there's so much potential for them with this particular showing that if you're an Xbox fan, I'd be excited. Could that excitement lead to disappointment? Of course. Oh, yeah, easily. But- I mean, None of this stuff could happen, but you know, normally, <laughs> normally we're we're, uh, we're about fifty percent. You know, if we get if we get fifty percent of what's happening at the show, we're doing pretty good. <laughs> Man, Sunday might be like that sucked. <laughs> uh, I think we're gonna have a good show, and let's go Microsoft. Yeah, what do you what let's do you think get- it's gonna score? I mean, we'll we'll definitely um, revisit this, but. Would you um, give it a grading? I mean, if every, if everything that we said happens, it's a ten. So that's obviously not going to happen. But where do you, where do you see this going? I, mean, I think if even half of what happened of what we predicted happens, you know, let's say Banjo is there, um, and Elder Scrolls Oblivion Remaster is announced, we get a meaningful gameplay demonstration of Starfield with a new release date. We see, you know, just a healthy dose of what we have talked about. And, you know, on top of that, we're going to get, you know, Game Pass announcements that we really didn't get into because that's a really difficult thing to, you know, predict. And there's going to be other surprises that, you know, we could never predict. Microsoft, I think Microsoft is going to put up a show that is a nine. Yeah. Nine out of ten. Could easily be a nine. I'm going to drop it a little bit and say an 8.5. I think it's going to be really good. Uh, but I've said this before. I don't think so. For me, last year was their best show that they've done in a long, long time. Um, I don't think it's going to be better than last year, but it's going to be a very good show. Yes, absolutely. So I'm going to I'm going to say eight point five. I think last year I gave it a nine, and that's where I'm at with with this one. It's a little little weaker than last year, but hopefully I'm I'm wrong on that. Yes, <laughs> we will find out very soon. Now, can go into some of the Streamlabs questions for this week. As we just have a couple, and this episode is once again dedicated to Shamsa, who generously donated one hundred dollars to support the channel. And our first question comes from Baron, who donated three dollars and writes, "Hello, gentlemen. What is your general opinion on how low quantity of games?" like currently Xbox has for 2022 will affect console sales or game pass subscriptions, especially when other platforms like Nintendo has a very strong 2022 lineup. Thank you. I mean, when we look at the Xbox, it's selling well, despite not having released any first party exclusives so far in 2022. And a large reason for that is when you look at Game Pass as a service, you have that back catalog of Microsoft published games. And you have even just last year's game with Forza Horizon 5, Halo Infinite, uh, Flight Simulator, 
So right now, the Xbox is kind of selling on promise and third-party support, which has been strong. It's definitely one of the areas that Microsoft can lean into when they have these droughts of first-party output. But in terms of like, I guess if you want to say like long-term support, I don't view it as a problem because we know Microsoft has games to come as we talked yeah. about this episode. Um, but a low quantity of games, I think it's kind of a situation where it will vary user to user. Some people are fine with, you know, let's say six to eight games for the entire calendar year. There are others who want 20 games in the calendar year. And it's all about, you know, taste and your own expectations in terms of software. Up to this point, I don't think there's really that many hardcore or diehard Xbox fans who have looked at Microsoft's output in 2022 and said, this is okay. It's just the situation is what it is. We know COVID hit the industry hard. We know it led to a lot of delays. We had hope that Starfield was going to be this year and it happened to get delayed. There's definitely been some energy lost in the sale but there's a gust of wind right over you know coming over the horizon that's going to push the xbox sales fast and they're going to catch up quite a bit and yes nintendo has a strong year in 2022 but also think that the switch launched in 2017 you're five years since then that is the typical turnaround time that you see developers go from launching a project to a new project so nintendo's kind of at that point of the cycle where if you look at 20, you know, 2018, 2019, 2020, you did see a lull from some of their development houses because they had released games in 2017 or maybe 2016 back on the Wii U. The problem for Microsoft, as we alluded to a little earlier in this topic, is that a lot of the developers that they have acquired in just the last year or so had just finished projects and they had just started new projects. So we're just in that waiting period of the next three to four years to see what they can make for the series X and S. Yeah. Well said. I mean, you, you, uh, you really touched on all the, all the things I was going to say anyway. I mean, yeah, it's, it's just going to get better. I mean, that's really the, 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 you know, the summary of that, you know, once, once they start delivering these first party games that do come to game pass day one and sort out their, um, you know, their uh, concerns with, you know, game delays and things like that 2023 and beyond is going to be even bigger for game pass since it's going to continue to grow mm -hmm. we then had a question from jackie g who donated one dollar and they write dragon quest pixel remasters imagine it do you think the existence of dragon quest 3 hd 2d makes this an unlikely fantasy of mine I don't think it makes it an unlikely fantasy. I think there's still the possibility Square would look at it, but probably not something in the immediate future. I think they will just choose the cream of the crop of the early Dragon Quest games and do the HD 2D conversion. Mm -hmm. And you just reminded me that Dragon Quest 3 HD 2D is a thing. And I wish it were out right now so I could play it. <laughs> now I'm sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the final Streamlabs 
for this week. If you would like to support the channel, we have a Streamlabs link in the description below. Donate any dollar amount. Ask a question. We will answer it at the end of the episode. Donate $100 or more. We will dedicate the episode to you. And once again, this episode is dedicated to Shamsa. And we thank you for your continued and generous support. And I'd like to thank MVG for joining me as always. Always a pleasure, Nate. Thanks for having me on. And uh, let's go banjo. Let's go banjo. Let's let's see him strum those bare fingers across <laughs> that musical instrument and make people happy this weekend. We will potentially react to the show depending on time and you know the quality of the show itself for next week. But until then, continue to embrace the hate.